On Local Matters, this week we talk about primary schools that are a bit out of the ordinary. On Tuesday we went to Eisschol in Kirchberg, a school where every child from first grade on can learn at his or her own speed, autonomously. Yesterday we visited the Böschklassen in Esch, a school that teaches in a forest. And today we are going to check out the normal school system and its strengths and weaknesses. My colleague Ben-George Coles has invited Marielle Monson-Evers for an interview. For 18 years she has been a primary school teacher. She teaches fourth graders in a school in Konstorf. And Ben is going to talk to her about the strengths and the weaknesses of this regular public school system. Thank you for joining me, Marielle. Maybe start and tell me, what do you think are some of the real strengths of this system that you've been working in? How does it really serve the students well? Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely like the fact that the students learn all these languages at a very young age because I feel that's the, the age they should learn a language in order to really feel comfortable with it. And I also really like the fact that classes, school classes in Luxembourg are really small. I have 14 students this year as an example, and that's the, the largest, that's the biggest class in my whole school. So I feel that's very, very reasonable. Well. Some of the drawbacks, unfortunately, are the languages too, mm -hmm. because, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, if you want, because um, there are a lot of, especially non-Luxembourgish native speakers who, who get to first grade and they are somehow expected to, to speak some German, although that's not necessarily the case. Luxembourgish kids usually watch German TV because there's not much on Luxembourgish TV and German is not typically taught as a foreign language which is uh, quite a big disadvantage for non-Luxembourgish students. Um, then of course usually French helps because a lot of foreign kids are French or Portuguese native speakers where then they will be the stronger students in French. But if you take some immigrant child from Hungary or somewhere, then they are kind of out of luck with that system and some are, are very gifted with languages so they can pull it off without any problem. But some, for some it's a real almost unsurmountable challenge I feel. So that's not quite fair, I feel, in the system. Okay. Just for those who maybe don't know, could you outline how it works with the languages? Because if I understand rightly, in, in sort of the maternelle, uh, it would normally be mm -hmm. in Luxembourgish, but then is it the case that already when you get to primary school, it's mostly in German? Yes. Um, the children are, well, uh, during preschool, age three, four, and then kindergarten, which takes two years, Uh, the children learn Luxembourgish, they speak Luxembourgish there. And then in first grade, the alphabetization, the, them learning to write and to read, it's in German. So it, in the ideal case, the children have somehow a knowledge about German already. 
it's not uh, necessary, but it helps, of course. And then they, they learn a little bit French in first grade already, but it's just an hour and a half per week. It's songs and a few words. It's, it's more playing. And in third grade, when they are about eight, they learn to write, how to write French and how to speak sentences and things. Okay, so but the, the main disadvantage you were saying is at the same time as it's an advantage, it is the languages. Yes. And there, and there wasn't another one you wanted to mention there. It's um, the grading system isn't very clear to okay. parents. I don't know if you're familiar with the grading system. Um, tell, tell me about it. Um, when I was a student in Luxembourgish mm -hmm. school, we, we would get graded by, you know, with numbers. It would always be out of 60, mm -hmm. something out of 60 total. And now it, it sounds vague to the parents because we grade competences. And um, there can be a child who speaks, let's say, French really well but writes a lot of mistakes, like a lot, um, like 80% of the words would be wrong, mm -hmm. um, they would still look like an average student in French, which before they would look like a, like a student on the weaker side. Yeah. I have so many talks with parents when we talk about the reports where I show them all the marks and we talk about them and at the end of the meeting they ask well is my child a good student now or not because mm. it, it just it's not clear I I wish we had numbers again or something where parents would see where you know it where it just would be clear mm. they just have no idea where to situate their children I see I suppose there was um, a logic behind removing the numbers, right? Yes, and I, I like the idea of it. The idea was that now we grade competences, mm. not isolated knowledge, which okay. I feel is a good thing. Mm. But it's just not clear anymore, mm -hmm. which is not a good thing. It's, yeah, the transparency with parents mm -hmm. is, yeah, suffers from. Yeah, I see. Do you think maybe there's um, a kind of compromise position somewhere in between just going back to straight numbers and, and what you Yes, mean? yes, I, I, think, I, I think we should keep grading competences, mm -hmm. but I feel you can also grade competences using numbers and mm -hmm. numbers are just clear. Sure, okay. Let me ask you about these two specific cases then that my colleague Francisca has encountered in the past week. So she went to um, the Eichschule in Kirchberg um, where they put um, a lot of emphasis on the, the autonomy of the student, the student's ability to uh, determine to a large extent the content of their own education, move at their own pace, really take their own initiative. What do you think about that idea? Do you, do you feel there's something missing in the mainstream education system that, that accommodates better? I feel for, for some students it is yeah. and for some it's not. Obviously, I mean, it always depends on the child. 
some children are really motivated and if we let them move on their own pace it would take them half the time and they'd have way better competences as following mainstream but I feel there are also other students who, who would be utterly lost and whose education would suffer from it mm -hmm. generally speaking I, I really like the concept but mm -hmm. yeah, I have a few students in mind of course where I think oh no they would just be happy not to be bothered mm. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Do you think um, parents are aware of the availability of different different kinds of system like like that? Here in Luxembourg, yeah. um, I I suppose uh, some parents do a lot of research, but I suppose that most parents trust in mm. the system of the public schools, right. which yeah. Mm. So it's not the kind of discussion that you'd ever have during a Belangsgespräch when you'd say maybe that there's another kind of school available in the country that um, better suit the... I do have a lot of discussions like that when it... Because I'm usually a fifth and sixth grade teacher and mm -hmm. um, at the end of sixth grade the children get oriented towards high schools mm -hmm. and there are all these different offers in high schools mm -hmm. so that's when we look at the child and at the interests and at the motivation and everything and there we talk about more specific schools that meet a lot of children's needs mm -hmm. but in elementary school I, I think I have once suggested one parent to take their children to international school because they were just lost, their native language was not German, not French. Yeah. I have suggested it once, but usually these children who don't have Luxembourgish as a native language are okay with the system though. Mm -hmm. Or even they are challenged, which can be a good thing for them. Yeah, yeah I see. Okay. <laughs> um, the, the other school that my colleague visited was um, Actually, a school, primary school, where they do all the classes in a forest all year round. Um, and I suppose like the, the basic idea there is that there's something a little bit unnatural about a classroom as a learning environment. And in some ways, it's not, it doesn't really support or accommodate certain needs that children have or certain so true. inclinations. Yeah, what do you, mm -hmm. yeah, you think it's very true? Do you? Yes, I do think it's very true. I... I do feel that it is very unnatural for children to be sitting around for most of their day. Right now, our, for a few days actually, my school is following a program, it's called um, Bewegt Show, like School in Movement, where we try to have some breaks in between the mornings where we, we get up, we we, we do some kind of gymnastics or some juggling or, or just something that they don't sit around mm -hmm. all the time. But of course it's an, it's, it's an artificial environment to do that. If children were in the woods all day long, of course they would move and their movements would make more, more sense. But yeah, I mean, I think we do the maximum of mm -hmm. our abilities. Okay, I guess it's it's just um, 
Well, as you said, it's different students, right, have different needs and maybe some need to move a lot more than others and it's good to know that there are these options. Absolutely. I have a few uh, students who, how can I, who are um, behavioural quite creative, we yes. call it, and um, I give them the choice oftentimes if they want to go outside and run around the playground mm -hmm. like 10 or 15 times or if we should try to settle it differently, they usually choose to to go out and run around. And I think I have, uh, yeah, I think that's that saves us a lot of trouble in the classroom. So you mean this is a student who, this would be a student who's, who's misbehaving or they seem like they don't who, misbehave? Yes, who, who, who just disturbs the uh -huh. other children and yes. Uh -huh. who, who, it, it works for us. I'm lucky enough to have a classroom where you can go outside. I see the children run around <laughs> that playground, you know, I, mm -hmm. I can keep on teaching while having an eye on that student. I'm, I'm lucky to have that. Most people right. are not lucky to have that. Yeah. Uh -huh. But you, I don't know, how do the other kids respond to it? Is it like a funny thing um, to see the other student running? Well, first they weren't so happy about it because they'd say they'd want to go out and run around too. Mm -hmm. um, some of them did get do get to do it at times, but we also agree that it's better for everybody <laughs> if mm -hmm. that is being done now. They, they, they can, you know, children can be very reasonable if you mm -hmm. explain things to them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, cool. That's my experience too. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much. That was Ben George Coles interviewing Marielle Monson Evers, a school teacher in a primary school in Konstorf. They talked about the strengths and the weaknesses of Luxembourg's public primary schools. And this was our last episode for this week's Local Matters on primary schools and alternatives to regular primary schooling. You can check out all the episodes on our website rcityradio.com and tune in next week for more local matters and a new topic.